Good afternoon, everyone. This uh, welcome to the M and M podcast. This is our fourth podcast, eh? Third, isn't it? Third. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's our fourth. Right. Okay. G'day, guys. It's Millsy. How are you going? Hope you're hanging in there. Everyone in lockdown. Um, tough times indeed for people in New South Wales and Victoria. But I hope you're staying connected with all your friends and family, and most importantly, clients as well. Absolutely better than people, Millsy. <laughs> um, we'll have to let our um, our big fan base let us know if it's uh, three or four. Yeah, yeah. We may miss one there, but um, yeah. it's going well. Uh, we're breaking our hearts. It's been three weeks since the last one, eh, Mick? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, what's what's um, what's going through your mind at the moment? Um, today's topic, I want to talk about uninsured risk so when you as a broker can't find a home for a placement so whether it be new business or renewals i'm talking to you guys all every day and this thing is popping up all the time at the moment um, i'm certainly noticing on new business which is starting to concern me because we really need to be all over this and i think we need to be asking a few more questions and getting the whole complete picture the whole story from the clients so how long they've been uninsured for, how many products they had, who was their previous broker, insurers involved. We need to be asking these questions. I think it's vital at the moment um, because I've certainly seen a number of ARs take on new business and not be able to find a home for it. So you're stuck with that. So that's a difficult conversation with a client when you thought you might be able to find a placement. So that's what's um, sticking in my mind at the moment, Mick. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, so when you, when you first spoke about this I thought oh, okay um oh, actually I went away and had to think about it so brokers all of us brokers if we got contacted by a client it's like a fish landing in the boat it's like oh great so don't have to go out and try and market so how do I get this client placed and it'd either be you elevate over to understand more about the client or you just potentially ideally you do a fact find yep. I know plenty of brokers who would just look at the current schedule, take that on, and then remarket it. And in a soft market, any broker could write it. Yeah. Whether it's right or wrong is probably a topic for another conversation. Like yeah. Everything should be fact-finded. But yeah. Yeah. Look, I totally agree, mate. Actually, you just um, hit on a point that sort of does bring up LOAs. So what are we talking about there? We're we talking about letter of appointments or letter of engagements. Um, I actually think it's really important for brokers to think a bit more about letter engagements at the moment. So if you can get the previous schedules, previous claims history, that's a really good start. I'll be just mindful and just be a bit uh, wary of taking on letter appointments, uh, what you're inheriting um, and if, if that existing insurer is going to renew or not. Um, so letter engagement, I, I'm finding that might be a better alternative for a bit less stress and hopefully you've got a bit of time to actually see what's out there, um, get the claims history together, the schedules and then start dealing with insurers rather than you're on that risk. So um, I think that's pretty important at the moment for especially new business. I, um, I'm probably a little bit less, um, less concerned about the LOE, LOE than you are. Like I, I definitely get it. Yeah. Um, my, I think my personal preference, well, I'll tell you, my brokers is that if you get an LOA, that's that's good. You're getting a client on, but I probably think we can maybe amend our LOA to say 
add a paragraph in to basically say, look, we haven't completed our review yet. We don't know if this policy suits your needs or not. Um, so that we do have that, if the policy isn't correct, the clients actually signed the document to say, we're just taking over the current policy as is. Yeah. No idea if it's good for you or not. Yeah. But that's probably what's missing in our LOA. I might even have to write that down and have a look at it soon. But I, I love the LOEs, the letters of engagement, but I don't think us as an industry do that much at all. Yeah, that's that's right, mate. I, look, I don't hear the, the term letter of engagement much at all, but I, I think in the current climate, um, it's really good practice to be careful about what you're taking on. So if it is insured at the moment, um, have just consider letter of engagement versus letter of appointment. Just weigh up, give me a, a call or have a chat to the insurers involved, wherever it might be. But um, just be careful when you're taking on. So it probably leads us on to. Well, be before you do that, yep. you can actually do the engagement and the LOA together. Okay. So right. the yep. engagement is telling them, the client, this is what I'll sure do for you. Yep. This is our, you can fluff it out if you want, but this is basically the services we provide. Yep. And the products we can do it for. Yep. Um, so I actually went and saw a client of Calvin Mitchener's a couple of weeks ago, um, and I did the LOE and the LOA together. It's two separate documents they've got to sign, mm. but that gave us access to take his policy over, but the LOE was like an accountant who sits down with you and says, this is how we work and all that. So yep. they don't have to be stand, stand alone, they can work together. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, um, so which brings us to new business clients that may come to you, pick up the, they pick up the phone or send you an email that are uninsured. Yeah, look, I, I think it's really important in the current climate. We're all super busy. Um, insurers are busier than ever, low staffed, it's hard to get hold of them. I think uninsured new business clients, just be careful. Um, I'm seeing some really tricky situations, um, especially in some hospitality, uh, entertainment, leisure industries. My understanding is um, as of 30th June this year, uh, a lot of businesses um, came off risk and that they're, they're uninsured at the moment. I, I honestly believe there is a lot of small to medium business out there that's uninsured at the moment. So if they ring you up or they get a hold of you through a referral or whatever it might be, just be very, very careful what you're taking on. Don't promise anything, but it's really critical, I think, that you advise back to that client in writing that at the moment there's no cover in place. Yeah. You're doing your best you can to maybe find a home for it if you agree to take that on. So um, there's been a few Africa cases um, that we've seen this year, Mika, with regards to uninsured exposures that come across to uh, UARs. Um, even I sure got caught up in one example as well. So just be careful what you're saying to the clients and the advice you're giving back to them, and that should be in writing. And it's highly preferable that you get confirmation back from that client that they understand where they're at. So um, you're doing your best as a broker to find a home for it, but you may not, and it may take a lot of time. I've seen a few examples this year where I could tell straight away that to find a suitable home for this new business that was uninsured would probably take a good couple of months. It's not gonna be, you won't sort it out in a couple of days or in a couple of weeks, it's gonna take a couple of months. So that's a lot of time if a client thinks that you as a professional broker is gonna sort it out for them in days. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of, that's kind of similar to, you know, um, a broker will go out and see a client on, for renewal and they'll see a client six, eight weeks prior, do the review, and then the client says, yeah, we need to up the sum insured on the building from 
500,000 to 900,000. Then the broker has to go back to the client when they go back to the office or even then to say, well, one, do you want this increase of not to 900,000 now? Or do you want to have renewal? Because most of us brokers have been caught, me heaps of times. Yep. Yeah, we'll make these changes from renewal. Yep. But the broker has to go back to the client and say, mate, confirming we haven't made these changes until renewal time or yep. we can make them now. Yeah. But I kind of see that in the same vein. Like, I, I honestly, if I went and saw a new client, I never wrote back to them to say, hey, mate, I picked up a few exposures here or whatever. I'm, you're uninsured for this. I've, I've, I don't think, I've, I can't even recall doing it. Yeah. But... <clears throat> That's something that we actually have to add now. A new client comes in, we haven't arranged, until we've arranged something for them, we need to be on risk for saying that we haven't arranged something for them. Yeah, exactly right, mate. Like, I think we all know at the moment that your written word, and especially back to the client, confirmed by the client, is like your best line of defence. It's In a lot of cases, it's your only line of defence as well. If it's just verbal with a new client, um, then it probably wasn't said. So... Um, it's really important, just a model of that one for the new business clients, guys. It's um, get that advice back to them in writing and make sure they understand that there's no cover and you're doing your best to find a home for it if you agree to take that new business client on. There's certainly been a lot of new business opportunities I've seen this year where the AR, due to various reasons, just does not want to take it on. That's understandable. I think that's a good sign, I think, of a healthy industry that if you haven't got the time or expertise in that particular area. So um, I think it's it's really important that written advice back to your clients or potential clients, guys. Yeah. I, I, when I heard about that um, that AFI case, I think Scotty mentioned it in the virtual conference. Um, I well, Probably around the same table. I had my whinge, but we're seeing it more often than now. We just have to get past. It's common sense that if a client asks us for a quote, we haven't arranged anything for them. But at the end of the day, we have to probably move past the fact that it's common sense. It's probably a bit of a bullshit legislation, but yep. that's what we have to do. Yep. Be fully transparent with the client. So we, we actually, yeah, you're right. We need to add this as part of our template or whatever yep. and ensure that every new client knows that we haven't arranged something for them until we've arranged something for them. That's right. Yeah, I mean, so, so I suppose that brings us to renewals. Our, our clients, our existing clients, um, so this is a little bit of a different kettle of fish, but still same sort of morals. We've written advice back to your client, but we're certainly finding, guys, if you've got an existing biz pack, let's just talk about biz pack for a sec. Um, if the incumbent insurer is declining um, on SCTP, Sunrise or agency business, it's really, really important you get onto that straight away, um, actually with the remarker, but also your communication with the client as to this is where it's at. Um, you predict that it could be a challenge to find a home for it in the current market, but you'll do your best to find um, a suitable um, replacement. So hopefully the, the incumbent insurer has given you at least four weeks, uh, preferably more time. Um, that's why from in-house here, we're, we're certainly saying to you guys that for renewals, BizPack especially, because I'm spending a lot of time with BizPack at the moment, really look at your renewal listings two to three months out. Just see what you think may be problems um, or challenges with the renewal cycle. So try and get onto those early touch base with your client, any changes, what their story is as of today, um, and go back to the insurer. Hopefully you get a good renewal terms, but if you don't get declines, um, at the moment it's, it's crucial for that transparency and communication with your client as to where you're at. Don't wait till seven days out from renewal saying, oh, look, we can't find a home for it. You need to uh, go along the process with your client so they're fully aware um, as to where you're at with it. So 
I, I agree with all that. I'm just going to put my devil's advocate hat on for a yep. The broker's going to could say, why would I tell my client I'm struggling to find it because I'm going to lose potentially lose my client. Yeah. Yeah, look, that's a tough conversation, I think. And I, I feel for all the hours I've spoken to, especially in the last 12 months, where I've known some more than ever, um, it, it's a really difficult, I'm not on the front line, you guys are. I, I think that's a really challenging conversation, but I think communication, yeah. being transparent, that's a good sign of a good broker to me. Um, you're being upfront as to exactly where it's at. You're going to do your darndest to actually find a home for it in a very tough market at the moment. Uh, so, but communication is key at the moment, but yeah. all along that timeline, not just a couple of days out from renewal, um, I, I think it's important from a day dot to keep them in the loop as to exactly how it's transpiring. Yeah. Um, well, so yeah, we, Insurance Contracts Act says we act on behalf of the client. So it makes sense that we have to update them as we go. Yeah. And so that's one good point for it. And it's just easier to keep the client updated versus if I'm a client and you've done a review with me eight weeks out, hopefully, mm -hmm. and I don't hear from you for four weeks, six weeks, um, I'm just assuming that you've got your shit sorted. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, it's, it really is a tough environment at the moment, but um, of all the examples I've seen, again, especially in the last 12 months, the ARs who keep in constant communication with their client, look, this is pretty dire. Yeah. I'm doing my best. I'm finding that their clients are certainly receptive of that and appreciate that sort of honesty. Um, and this all comes back to honesty and trust, those sort of basic um, sort of values that we should be having with our clients. So um, it's tough, yeah, definitely, but it's a lot less stress if you, you know, start having that conversation seven days out for renewal time, you haven't got an extension, yeah. uh, can't find a home for it. That's a really difficult conversation. So um, look, we've had, certainly had a couple of examples on property and liability where we just can't find a home for it, whether it be through our agencies or hard to place facilities. Yeah. So that's that's really difficult. I, I can't imagine like having that face to face conversation with the client, how bad that is at the moment. So, yeah. but key is the communication of the client all the way through, so they're well aware in writing that this is a pretty dire situation, and I may potentially have to do my own research yeah. uh, to. Uh, find a home for it. it but let's be honest there is some risks out there at the moment that are just purely uninsurable that no price no premium will will satisfy an insurer so you just have to be mindful of that i mean it really is challenging and difficult at the moment that's that's a good point so i reckon a lot of clients would probably not see insurance as a right but an expectation whatever it is i can get covered yeah but that's this year is definitely just Disproving that for sure. Yeah, oh, for sure, mate. Look, I, I've heard some ARs where the risk has um, expired, the renewal has been declined, but the AR still maintains communication with the client yeah. because they feel it's important. They might have other products with that client, like personal lines or liability or whatever it might be, but yeah. they feel the need that to keep that constant communication as to how you're going, what's happening with the spine we couldn't find a home for. Yeah. In the meantime, the AR is still trying to do their work behind the scenes to see if something's changed in the market. Yeah. Um, but look, guys, the, mo the real moral here is being fully transparent, honest with clients as to where you're at um, and maintaining that communication channel. So I guess every broker can choose how they get that message to the client, but um, we, we had a bit of a brainstorming uh, session yesterday and we, we kind of came up with an idea, instead of the brokers just saying, hey, Barry, mate, we're not going to be able to get 
cover for you. You're not going to be uninsured. Um, we're hopefully going to come up with a few examples. That's a warmer or diplomatic way of saying, hey, we're working on this, but there's a chance that we may not be able to get cover for you. Yeah, for sure. I, I totally agree. Look, I mean, we're, I mean, I hate using the word template, but um, I sort of contacted Steadfast uh, in the last couple of weeks and Nick Cook is uh, looking at it. Uh, they may engage with um, D DLA Piper just for some advice on this as well. Uh, but I think that that wording, yeah, Mick, I think you're spot on there. Actually, it's really important how sensitive that is, uh, yeah. empathy and um, and just reinforcing what the offshore you know, values are with their client and their duty of care to that client. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and remember what we kind of raised yesterday and we'll post it when yeah. we post it for this podcast. Yeah, I think um, I think the, we didn't really have anything specific as, at this point, but we'll still certainly be working on this. Uh, but the, the real key here is that sort of timeline of communication. I mean, well in advance, all the way through the process, even after yeah. if a renewal's declined. So that's really important, guys. Um, just remember that written word back to client as to exactly where you're at. Um, it's going to help you with the relationship with the client, but also if the worst ever happened, um, that at least you've got everything written with the communication channel with the client. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good point, man. Well, geez. That was my event, guys. I'm sorry I went on for a little bit, but um, look, I feel it's really important at the moment. Um, I have a lot of conversations daily, and a lot of the a lot of them are of similar nature. Um, it's really, yeah, it's been hard for me just to have those conversations because I try and be upfront with you guys that if I don't think I can find a home or it's going to be a real challenge, I'd like to think that I'll tell you that. Um, I don't want to waste your time, uh, but some risks are going to be a real challenge for the rest of this year and into next year as well. So we just have to be mindful of that um, and look at those renewal listings a couple of months out, um, be all over it. Give me a call if you want, if you want a little bit of advice as to where to go or what we should be doing or how we should treat it. Um, but we've certainly got help out there, but the key there is those sort of timing of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I sit uh, behind Millsy every day, so just thanks to all the uh, – pod listeners out there so you get to get to get the pain <laughs> but um yeah guys i think we're almost sort of wrap up there mick yeah so um but i just want to thank you guys for your uh active listening uh, skills you guys are fantastic you're all good we've had some hard conversations with some of you uh but you guys have always been really uh professional and we have we have it out and then we sort of move on pretty quickly so thanks for that guys but um yeah just Timing is crucial at the moment uh, for clients, so it's hard to place clients and uh, challenging ones. So thanks for listening, guys. Um, all the best for September quarter, and um, hopefully with the next fourth or fifth podcast, we'll come out in the next week or two because, um, look, we've got thousands of topics, and we're actually – Mick and I are passionate about this. Uh, we really like it, and people have been ringing us globally um, for input. Yeah, we just got to put some time aside to see where to go down the YouTube or the Spotify channel. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, this could become pretty big. We're a pretty big deal around here in the head office, actually. Yeah, it already is, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, just a, one last point. When um, I get to hear when when you know, you're talking to reps or insurers or whatever, and the constant thing that you've always got is if it works works well for the client, it works well for offshore. Whether it be you know which partner was sure the rep the principal the whatever but 
and Mills is always constant in that what's what's right and true for the client and then everything flows from that yeah it's, it's, it's awesome to hear how consistent you are for that yeah thanks Mick look uh, I, I like love nothing better than to hear your um, really good stories and uh, the ARs and their clients too because I, I want to see you guys succeed but also your clients succeed because it's just a flow and effect you know affects all of us and um, sort of really passionate about just making sure that everyone's on the same page and uh, getting a solution that fits everybody. It's a win-win situation for everyone. So thanks guys, all the best. Awesome. And we'll hopefully see you next week. Thanks guys.